0: Well, hello there, this is Holiday Dan. Please do not confuse me with the regular Dan. That guy's a loser, as much a loser as Phil, actually. Holiday and regular Phil are both losers, and regular Dan is also a loser compared to Holiday Dan. Okay, I've lost track of the people in this. However, I am here to let you know that uh, during our holiday period, we still are committed to providing you with regular and top tier content. Um, I apologize for the sound of wind in the background. You know, it is is—it's quite windy in the Western Cape. <laughs> um, but welcome to this week's edition of Mental Wellness Mondays. And uh, what we have decided to do while we're on holiday is to share with you some of the episodes that were embedded in the middle of older episodes. Uh, you may have noted that um, we started... Mental Wellness Mondays as its own podcast. But that was after a while of the mental wellness segment being part of the regular podcast. So we've decided to extract it. Uh, in select episodes and give you standalone versions of some of the highlights of the interviews and discussions we had. So uh, please do enjoy the Mental Wellness Mondays for this week. And uh, we do want to say once again, thank you very much to Bon V Medical Aid for continuing to support Mental Wellness Mondays right here on Two Brook Twimbles. You can find out more information about Bon V on the website, com forward slash Bon V. And uh, all the information you could possibly need about signing up to Bon V is available there. Or you can look them up on their social media platforms that's facebook.com forward slash Bonvi Medical Aid Scheme or on Twitter twitter.com forward slash Bonvi Medical or if you like it old school and you want a phone number you can contact Varaidzo on 0787-060-037 Bonvi is a medical aid that cares about your physical and mental health so go check them out and go check out what plans they have it could be for you or it could be your family that are in Zimbabwe that are looking for medical aid and they can help you out so thank you once again to bon V Medical for sponsoring uh, the Two Broke tumbos Mental Wellness Mondays episode so here's a throwback episode for you to enjoy Discussion with Dr. Tinashe Goronga About some of the mental health challenges Unique to people living in the diaspora And of course we're joined as usual By uh, your favorite and mine Dr. Nirai, enjoy Oh and one last thing, just because we are on holiday Doesn't mean you should forget about supporting us uh, And supporting the podcast you've grown to love So please do remember to go to 2 forward slash donate To support the podcast So that when we come back we're stronger and better than ever Alright, with here to four, and away we go.
1: Welcome back to another Two Broke Trimbles mental health segment with the good people at Wired to Love and Thrive. Of course, we've got Dr. Nyarai with us, uh, your favorite and mine. And she's once again brought, she's brought along an esteemed guest. None other than Dr. Tinashe Goronga, who is a medical doctor and mental wellness advocate who specializes in public health and is passionate about social justice and health equity. Um, and I think the, the first thing, doctor, you know, here we we, we like to, um, what's the word? We like to destigmatize, you know, and, 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 and really break down. Um, a lot of these big buzzwords so the common man understands because you know the, the majority of our listeners are the common man when you say that you are passionate about social justice and health equity what does that mean
2: exactly <laughs> oh yeah that's a good question um maybe so, i hope i can explain it in, in layman terms so essentially when like when you're talking about health we're usually thinking about your immediate health, like your person, the physical health and uh, the mental health as well. But often we don't look at the what what we call like the social determinants of health. Like what makes someone sick? Like who is likely to get sick, and who's likely to receive the worst care? So if we if I use income for example, you not you notice that someone who's, who's poor is likely to is likely to to get sick uh, easily. One and two, they're likely not to access services. So the health equity component really looks at who is in, who has the most need. So you have preferential options for those with the most need. So preferential options for the for the poor. So that's the health equity part. Then the social justice. Now you're now looking at what circumstances uh, in in the community, in the society, put people at risk of being unwell. So the social social justice element. We are now doing advocacy where we uh, we we want to like you're trying to address some of the unjust systems that are there there are systems, different systems of oppressions that are, are, that are there. Like we always talk about women's rights, uh, all those, mm. all those things fall under social justice. So it's like, yeah.
1: Okay. So I think it's, it's fair to say you're operating at the nexus of STEM and liberal arts. See what I did there.
3: Wow. To, 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 to make <laughs> it
0: simple, Phil, he he he's, he's essentially like the Malcolm X of mental health and health.
1: mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, mm. Mm. That's, that's that's what that's, 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 that's what I'll assume when I see someone passionate about social justice. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, just all I'd say is avoid any ballrooms, particularly ones named Audubon. Just avoid those in in general.
0: <laughs> so so th- thank you. Hey, um, I. I, I You're okay if we just say doc, right?
2: Yeah, I'm okay with anything. Um, I'm comfortable with Tinashe.
0: So Chief Sergeant Dudu Bike Major General Doc, Um, (laughs) thank you very much for joining us. Do you mind if I ask why you have a particular interest in mental health? Like what Um, triggered it?
2: Okay. Mental health is one of the... The areas that are that are neglected in the in the in the medical field, uh, and also it's uh, everywhere actually not only in the medical field, but when you're looking at public health, when you're looking at uh, at uh, broadly at uh, at a lot of these um, broad when you're looking at the the community, when you're looking at public health, when you're looking at hospitals, mental health is usually one of the most negative. so I. Noticing that it was neglected, and my interest in health equity and social justice, I was really drawn to it because I was. I noticed that there was a lot of need uh, that I was there, and and I thought like there was also need to draw attention to 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 that need to everyone, so that it becomes a priority not only for the community at large, but also for for policymakers and. For 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 other colleagues, so yeah, broadly broadly speaking, and also there's a lot of stigmas that it carries in our in our communities. So I thought that maybe uh, I could be some of the people we help in in destigmatizing, um, uh, like in reducing the stigma.
0: Thank mm. mm. you. We we, we we felt the same. I think you know with our podcast, you know, where mm. we we have noticed that there is there's a dearth, as they say, of uh, interest in especially in this part of the world.
1: Then you chased our guest away. He's now left. No, no, he's back. Don't worry. Do why? Why? Why would you do that? He just why? went. To, he just went to get oh. his two in one because it's cold. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, the dog. The dog get in, So uh, the dog had come in. So I was oh, okay. afraid it may start making. Ah, noise your dog's the dog's a lot inside the house. <laughs> it's
1: good. It's good. Ah, yeah,
0: dog
3: is doing well.
1: Aye, that, that's always a sign. That's always a sign he of has, doing well. When the dog is inside the house,
3: he uh, has lived uh, in the diaspora.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> Our dogs didn't even go on the veranda. they were scared even to
3: a veranda
1: Ah
0: <laughs> unfortunately, at my house, the dog is allowed inside
1: <sighs>
3: especially now it's really cold i i I'm with you on no, that um, they have
0: they have fur uh, they have fur uh, doctor Nerai. they have fur uh, that's why they have it mm. <laughs> but anyway,
3: I told you- we were on the same side <laughs> No, I mean,
0: I tried to keep it out But my brother lets it in So it was just it was just a back and forth Until I was like, fine, the dog can be inside Just not on my side of the house You can do okay. whatever you want by your side
1: inza, Mari, inza, Mari On my side of the house <laughs> <laughs> This is the dumbest wing Anyway, that's
0: not what we are <laughs> here for <laughs> We are here to discuss <laughs> Mental health
1: uh. So actually, Doc, you brought up a very good point Um, I think it was earlier today Or was it yesterday, there's a doctor on the timeline Who had had made mention To all the grief doctors Have seen and experienced in this past year Especially with the epidemic And she was speaking of the need for um, Trauma therapy Mm. Just from all the loss and all the patients That doctors have seen And I wanted to actually find out In your experience, do such facilities Exist for medical professionals? Do medical professionals have access to mental health medical professionals?
2: We tend to be the worst patients, to be honest. Yeah, uh, We know that we need such services. I think you need such services from, from, from the stress of medical school yes. to start with. I think so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. <laughs> so on paper, they're supposed to be psychologists at universities. On paper, they're supposed to be like those support structures. It uh, at, at our our institutions where we work, but you notice that we rarely utilize them as much. And also, there's always the 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 reluctance because of um because of confidentiality issues. Like as much as you know that you this, that stuff is going to be confidential, but because we're a very small community. And we tend to know each other. People tend to be worried about that. But generally, I would say um, from my personal experience, uh, I didn't get as much support uh, with that regards from from the system. But I was fortunate to have amazing mentors and amazing friends who were older than me. And I remember we were older than me in the profession. I had so much experience. And I remember sometimes when I lost a patient, I would reach out to them and would talk about it and that would help me to process to process it because it's hard. You can never you can never um you can never get used to it yeah. to to losing to losing life. It's 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 a very painful thing, no matter how many years that you have practiced. And uh but now they've been a deliberate, it was particularly at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of doctors came up with an initiative, doctors in the diaspora and local doctors came up with an initiative to offer mental health support for, 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 other, for other doctors and health professionals. And we, and they are like Zoom meetings where people tend, to uh, get to talk about what they have experienced with um, at work with a special focus on particularly the junior uh, the, the junior colleagues. Yeah, but these are but we are all realizing it, and I think this conversation we had in, in not only in Zimbabwe but also in South Africa, we are realizing it everywhere that that we need mental health support as health professionals, and 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 yeah, and and our families should also bear with us uh, because sometimes they te- they tend to be the ones who who really get to experience the like the worst sides of us because of the stress that we have and all the expenses that we have had at work
0: mm-hmm. meanwhile our parents mm-hmm. just nonstop. stop you must be a doctor you must be a
1: doctor look it's tough <laughs> eh?
0: it's tough
1: mm. Mm. exactly that's my excuse next time i'm like mom i care about mental health that's, okay yeah that's why I dropped out
0: <laughs> so uh in our understanding uh as dr nyaraya was introducing us to you uh doc Uh, we also found out that you are particularly interested as well in, um, the mental health of people who no longer live in their home country. Is that something that you experienced yourself?
2: Yes. Uh, when I, when I left the country, uh, last year, uh, the, oh, yeah, what, which year are we? <laughs> <laughs> I think I left 2019.
3: 20, 2019.
2: Yeah, when left, yeah, when I left in twenty nineteen. Uh, I think the the first like the first the few the first years were very were very the first few months actually were very difficult for me. Like when you're exposed to a new culture and you have also certain expectations there and and uh, you'd find that. Like that sense of you have you have left your friends, your family, and they are all alone, and it's difficult to get into the community. They they I was in Belgium, and they spoke uh, the part that I that I that I was in they spoke Dutch mostly, though they could understand English. So yeah, so having to navigate being in a new space and a lot of moving uh, pieces in your own personal life, I think that was very. And being exposed to a new culture and everything, that was that was that was a very difficult. We got faced for me in the in the initial days and and it really retriggered my anxiety um
1: yeah okay okay so um in fact let's, let's take within. so back then how did you cope and then as a follow up question now as a mental health professional and an advocate um how would you advise someone to cope down
2: during the first days i think the initial reaction, sometimes, or rather, I think it's also because of what you be going through, is to isolate yourself. And people might realize that you're not in touch as much as possible, or like as used to, as used as you used to, and you're spending a lot of time isolating your, uh, like in your room. And probably sometimes, if you start realizing that you're taking more alcohol uh, than usual, and that. But what I found very useful again is the the support structures that I already had established here in Zimbabwe, mostly mostly with friends. Because to be honest, uh, sometimes it's hard to talk to family about some issues because uh, one because of the emotions and the and some and they don't and they're not objective sometimes. Then sometimes you might feel like they may not fully understand. Uh, some of the things so I fortunately had like a very supportive network of friends so I started uh, being deliberate about having uh, calls with them uh be it zoom calls or calling them on whatsapp um, then I had uh, one of my colleagues from Zimbabwe who I was with she was very amazing like she was quite amazing she noticed that I was going through a lot and she she one day she just came to to me and said you know what whether you like it or not we're having coffee and we're sitting down and we're going to talk and talking sort of it it, it lifts like the burden off you. It really helps a lot. Like having someone who you can talk to. So so that was that also helped. Then I another 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 friend who's in the who's in the US. She trains. Uh, she she's a she coaches yoga and meditation. She recommended some some apps for me and some videos uh, to to start meditating and yoga. That also. That also helped a lot in 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 clearing my mind, my mind. so right now if I were to advise anyone out 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 one the first and foremost I'd encourage them to to try to maintain the the friendships the very close friendships that they have from home uh, because you need them particularly in the first few days before you get into that into the new community so try to to catch up but I think right now the beauty of the information edge is yeah, someone is a WhatsApp call away or a video call away, or, um, or so. You, or you can use them, you can use different platforms. So it's worthwhile uh, maintaining those relationships because in the first days you need them. Then if you're also close to your family, um, like for me, calling my mom helped a lot like regularly because I'm quite close to her. So if you're close to family, um, that again is 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 very helpful. So the best way to, to do it is just have someone to talk to because in, in a lot of mental health interventions, uh, particularly when you're talking about, uh, uh, things like depression, um, one of the, one of the best way, one of the starting points is actually having someone to talk to, uh, someone who can listen to you. That, that really helps a lot in, in terms of unpacking what you'll be going through.
0: You know, oh, okay. doc, you know, doc, um, I think this, this, this is of particular interest to us because, um, While we have quite a large variety of listeners, I would hazard to say that probably over half of our listenership is made up of um, people who are in the diaspora. Uh, who live in other countries other from their home country. So we often do come across these kind of discussions and we've come across uh, some of these points. So do you mind if I, if I throw some uh, hypothetical scenarios that are based on real life, and then we could just discuss about how we could potentially help such people. So imagine if you will, uh, a young lady, she's Zimbabwean, Uh, her parents moved her to the UK when she was quite young. And uh, as she grows up, She she senses uh, a crisis of identity, if you will, because on the one hand, her parents are very strongly Zimbabwean. They live in in the UK, but they are clearly Zimbabwean. You know, they still keep some of the Zimbabwean traditions. They enjoy the Zimbabwean cultural food, cultural uh, things that are, are attached to Zimbabwe. Meanwhile, she grew up in the UK with the school system there and her friends there. Probably she doesn't interact with any Zimbabweans. And now she's at this stage where she has this um, uh, crisis of identity. Um, perhaps she's not sure whether she fits in on one end or the other. She's not fully English, neither is she fully Zimbabwean. And perhaps this is something that causes a bit of strain on her on her mentals, as they say. Um, what kind of advice could you give to someone in such a situation?
2: Yeah. Um, okay. I think. Yeah, I I know My family have uh, I, I know some people who have been in such in such situations. But one thing that I've that I've noticed that helps a lot is one, um, interacting with people who have uh, similar or shared stories, because you'd find that in the in the diaspora, like in UK, for example, you'd find there are a lot of Zimbabweans who are there are a lot of young people who were born in England, but they have Zimbabwean roots of the roots of other countries. And and the issue of of um, the issue of identity, like questioning your identity, is very it's very important, and it's it's, it's something that we all go through it at, at different phases in our lives. And I think navigating that space, particularly considering the generation gap and the different experiences that the parents have, sometimes the parents may not have the best answers because the person is trying to compromise their own experience, their own lived experiences, which their parents may not fully empathize with. But if they if if they have uh if they become a part of a community of other other black people who have had such experience, it goes a long way. I remember there's a time when I when I when I when I was in London and I had uh and I one of my friends who was hosting me invited a couple of uh her, our friends who were born in England. One was a Zimbabwean born in England, another one was Nigerian. And when we're having so much conversation, like there's so, they had so many questions uh, uh, uh for me because I was like for one of them, they saw me as like as a like a as a as a connection to 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 Zimbabwe, like for example for the Zimbabwean. So there's so many questions that they had for me and um and we we had a lengthy discussion and from those discussions we would also see the similarities uh we between some of the experiences of the zimbabwean and also of the nigerian so that that helped being in that space where where they get people who understand them people who can relate to their own struggles helps a lot and i think if you notice with um generally we tend to form communities uh, depending on similarities and uh, and lived experience and everything, and I think that's a in my own opinion, I think that's a way that's a natural way of trying to to cope in 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 different circumstances. So I think that that's that's a very good start. And the good thing is that a lot of these conversations are going on, particularly of identity. So sometimes it could be looking into virtual spaces because there have been people who have been in scenarios where they find themselves there. The only I remember talking to this guy who was in... Um, in, 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 in Belgium, and you were saying in his community, he was the only person who he knew who he had, uh, who he had, who was, who was, uh, was from another country and had one there. So he could, he grew up in a, in a, in a, in a very small town. So there are some people who are in such situations. So sometimes they connect to other people, to other people virtually. And I also have to highlight that sometimes even when, when they try to plug into, uh, from what I from what others have said. Well they try to like into like for example a Zimbabwean community of um Zimbabweans who grew up in Zimbabwe but now in the desperate, some also face challenges uh because of some of the cultural uh, differences and expectations because they probably relate more to uh, to to english so i i can't say i have the best answer for this but i guess one of the best ways really to have a conversation with other with other with other people with this with, with similar experiences and and see what can come out from that community and how you how they can help each other now they can also explore uh a lot of uh some of the questions that they have with to the identity
0: perhaps dr nyarai also like if you have any uh, additions you can also just chime in by the way. Mm.
3: so um i always say this i said america made me more african you know or made me more zimbabwean mm. and i remember moving to um the states and then asking my parents to send me music and um and music that i you know typically would not have been listening to at the time right so i was um so when thomas would come to chicago i would go um or to came or any and actually i would say all African musicians, you know, whoever who is his son, I would go because um, America reminded me of who I really was because people were quick to tell me I was different. So then I had to figure out what does this different mean? You know, what does it mean to be African? And so I had to do I really, you know, dive deep and learn about myself. You know, th- my father would take us to Kumusha and I would hate him. I would be so mad at him. And yet here I was living in, um, in the States and now grateful for those moments, you know, saying that I'm so grateful that I have a Kumusha, that I have values that my parents tried to instill in me. Maybe I did not fully appreciate it, growing up but certainly once i got to the states um and so my pan africanism is a result of going to america actually um so i think sometimes identity changes right who you are morphs you know um i know a lot of people will say you are not a real african and you say what what is that you know african is 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 so many hues and so many different levels so you have to figure out um who you are, what do you want to embrace? You know, if you don't know something, you know, um, research it, find music, you know, now now with the web, you can do a lot of um, online touring of museums or reading and, you know, listening to different types of music, but figure out who you are, be comfortable. I think, I think the issue that tends to happen when you've, um, been transplanted is now. You feel as if you don't have a home. Does doesn't Sting have a? I'm an Englishman with. You know, isn't there a song by Sting? I don't mm. know.
1: I'm a, a, a I'm remember? a Jamaican in New York. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm an alien. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's I'm the legal alien.
3: I'm an alien. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you, <laughs> so you feel as if you really don't belong anywhere, right? But you have to figure. You have to become comfortable in your own skin and how you know what is african to you what is zimbabwean to you um and you have to hold on to that, mm. Uh, mm.
1: that, that that's very very true i actually remember like i never really used to like sungura until I, I was i was out of the country and then i'd hear sungura and i'd be like ah my people ah oh. <laughs> <I don't know! laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh,
0: now, now that you've brought that up, Doctor Nara, as well, the, the 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 situation also changes when you come back. And so I, I've come I've come with ish. another hypothetical scenario based on true events. Sorry. So, um, a, a young man is. Uh, th- these are all young people, by the way, in my head because I, I still consider myself young as well. <clears throat> so, a young man. Yes um has spent most of his life in uh, another country let's say switzerland for example Um, Mm -hmm. once a year he and his family travel home to zimbabwe from switzerland to visit the rest of the family that are here but as time goes he can see himself dichotomizing in thinking in um
1: what are we diverging? Dan? I, I don't believe dichotomize. It's an adjective, not a verb. Dichotomize, okay. dichotomize. <laughs> see, that's, that's what happens when you try to use words that are above your pay grade. I, I was listening you know to what
0: what I mean? diabetes yeah. <laughs> expose. <laughs> so look, I'm <laughs> and uh, and as 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 his attitudes and thinking etc. Diverge. He finds himself getting further and further away from sometimes even immediate family, perhaps brothers and sisters. Who are, um, for lack of a better word, as far as he sees it, it's like their thinking is still rural compared to him in another country, mm-hmm. and it makes him worried because that's his family, that's his close family. But we just don't think the same. What kind of advice would you have for them? It's tough, eh? Yeah, yeah. I can, be, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I can, I can be honest and say that I suffered that. <laughs> Um really I mean sometimes conversations be like oh my god you know like can we talk about something like what is happening in the world and you're worried about zessa you know um I think at the end of the day you realize that um your lived experiences might be different but at the core of you you all have the same desires so you, I, I think Tinasha touched on, you find w- w- what are the commonalities. Um, and, and I know for me personally is to have a sense of patience, to listen, mm. um, a sense of empathy. I think that's what helps me listen to other people's stories and, um, figure out that our, while our experiences were very different, we all desire the same things at the end of the day. We all want to be loved. We all want shelter. We all want to laugh. We all want to feel safe. Um, and I also had to rethink some of the I- ideas that I had about uh, our culture. You know, and I, I don't know if any of you experienced this. You know, the things that you probably hated about your Shana culture or your Zimbabwean culture, wherever you're from, um, then some of the things you start to miss. Like for me, I really missed people randomly visiting me, <laughs> like unannounced. And, you know, nobody does that in Chicago. Couldn't be
1: me. Couldn't <laughs> really? be me missing that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs>
2: Actually, kind of like that. To be
1: honest,
3: it's kind of
2: cool, <laughs> you know. Like, oh, surprise! Welcome. This is
1: this is this is why a, this is why I stay in this is why I stay in the complex where you can't get in without phoning me because there's no random because you, you can't even see my car. So, like, I can say I'm not home, and there's no way for you to verify. You're gonna you're gonna miss that, Phil. You're gonna miss that. <laughs> Dan, this past year has been the, oh, it's been beautiful. Do you know how beautiful it is? I've got a tailor-made excuse. Whenever I don't want to see someone, I got COVID. Ah, guys, COVID. Yo, my throat. I don't know, like, I'm a little I'm symptomatic you said right you're at the gate. I'm a little symptomatic. So I, don't, I, don't, I just want to be safe. You know, we got to be safe right now. You know what I'm, saying? So I'm thinking about uh,
2: you. I'm thinking about you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Dr. Dr. Neri, Dr. Neri uh, raised a very important about, about stories, about listening to stories, because what I've found helpful sometimes is really like reflecting on, on why people think that way and why you think uh, you like how you how you got to develop your own opinion and everything. So I, I always like I don't want to use the word privilege because people say I I abuse it a lot. But sometimes <laughs> when you but when you when you in scenario, sometimes you you have to step back and think. Okay, what what did I have access to that these people may not have access to uh, that has shaped my worldview. Uh, and you what will makes my world Cash in the ATM. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can I keep going? <laughs>
0: Sorry, go <Yeah>. on, Doctor. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, then I think there's also then you also reflect on what misconceptions do you have? I think with with with, with Dr. New we have had so many conversations about culture, about tradition, about unlearning a lot of things. Uh because sometimes you grow up being told that this is the right this is the right way. Like we, we grew up in environments where the Western way is the superior way. And when you're in those spaces again, I always see that a lot when I interact with my American colleagues, uh, particularly, uh, they they also feel like that's the best way. And when you come back from the USA or from from whichever from the diaspora, obviously relatives will treat you differently. And you also you be you be you be the whatever in all the spaces that you go, you notice that you get some form of preferential treatment and all that. And so before i guess before you 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 jump conclusion that whole process of 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 trying to empathize with the stories uh is is very helpful but now the other the reality sometimes is as much as you might try to do that you notice that you still gravitate towards uh your friends we have the who you, who you find fa- you find have so many things in common, which is okay uh there's nothing wrong with that, but i guess what what is now needed is to to strike that balance where you don't end up completely uh, neglecting family, uh, because at some point, and um, you really need you you need your family one way or the other. Uh, sometimes, so it's always about 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 having that balance and try to understand things from the more pers- uh, from their perspective, and that could mean getting into uncomfortable situations where sometimes you just needs to shut up and listen whilst they're talking and. Not really necessarily impose your view sometimes if it means that you may have to subject yourself to torture uh, listening to some of the things that you consider horrendous. for that <laughs> moment you just try to do breathing exercises uh, and be calm and try to and and be inquisitive like ask uh, strategic questions to get a like a like a better understanding of where they are coming from because I think mm. sometimes um, our conversations are superficial, we tend to conclude without necessarily understanding where someone is coming from. And I think when you understand where someone is coming from, sometimes you start realizing that, well, probably, probably it's it's what it's because of what they've been like sometimes all our our worldview is 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 shaped by our experiences. So you end up not considering consider them ignorant. Uh, like, I know it's easy to consider people ignoring, but it's actually say you actually realize that well, they're only they're informed in a different way from you, <laughs> if that makes that's, sense. That's a nice way
0: of saying it. Listen, <laughs> that's a, listen, they're, sir, they
1: are, they are differently informed.
0: I believe you're differently. <laughs> yes, uh, I,
1: you know what? I'm going to start using that Because a lot of people say that I'm too blunt. I, I'm, I'm already going to be a <laughs> <like, "I'm "I'm laughs> man, you are differently. informed I'm already thinking of all the How people on really Twitter,
0: I want cool. to say that too <laughs> oh sir i believe you're differently informed
1: uh this is this is this is this is good, this is good. oh i believe you're definitely researching you know what i mean let's, let's determine and ascertain where you're coming from um well while well, we've been having this discussion um we did put out the word to to our listeners that we would have um, Dr. Tanase, who wanted to discuss, um, um, how people can deal with diaspora. And we just have a question here. We have a question here from John. And John is in Cape Town, South Africa. And, and, and the subject is death and the diaspora. And he says, So my aunt recently passed away in Harare. The first issue I had to grapple with was having a siblings group call to try and get my dad to not go and deliver the news to my uncle, given she passed away from COVID. My dad is in a vulnerable age group and has some co-morbidities. See, our listeners have big words, you know. Then they're like, You're "Big." big. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've never seen co-morbidities. You know, I learn something every day. That's my word of the day. Have you not? Le- uh, Hence, <laughs> a year and a half, and you haven't <laughs> heard
0: co-morbidities yet, Philip?
3: Co-morbidities is like every day. Like,
0: also, the
1: thing is, I, I stick to happy news, guys.
0: Okay, so
3: right. I, I, I wouldn't know
1: these I wouldn't know <laughs> these things. But anyway, let, to track. let's, back, let's get back on track. Words,
3: two new words in your
1: vocabulary.
3: <laughs> back on track. Let's differently <laughs> informed and comorbidities. And, and I don't know the hey. word
1: because I'm differently informed. You and see? And
3: dichotomizing.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So back, back, back to this. Um, my dad is in a vulnerable age group and has some comorbidities. Hence, our siblings call to strategize how to ask him not to go. He has been reluctant to get the vaccine, so we were doubly concerned. It turns out our cousins had actually already called him and asked him to deliver the news to their dad, um, parentheses, my uncle, because they didn't know how to tell him. So I'm now caught between being very angry at my cousins, but also wanting to call them to offer my condolences. How do I reconcile these feelings? This is of course compounded by the fact that I'm in Cape town and can't be in Zim to help them through this. I'm a very confused diasporan. Please help. So that's a, there's a lot yeah. happening there with John. And yeah. I think it's actually something that a lot of us can relate to. I I, I, I remember going through this exact same scenario this past year Um how best um, can you he help? And, and, and I think that the main feeling here is a feeling of helplessness because he's away from his family.
0: So so, just, can I understand Phil if, did he say that he didn't want his uncle to be informed? Is that what it is? Or what is it that
3: he- he's dead? I think he's dead.
1: Um, I I think it's more of a customary thing because he had said with he, my guraga shake. Yes. Tiga. And then they needed to deliver the news to Babamkur. But the only person who could deliver that news, if I'm understanding correctly, would be his dad. Okay. So the cousins called yeah. to see if he could deliver the news. Um, I think there's a customary aspect that, if I'm understanding that correctly, am I understanding that correctly, uh, Doctor Nyare? That's what I'm.
3: That's what I'm getting oh, as well. Yes. That they told told his dad, John's dad. So that he can go deliver the message to the uncle. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, some families have protocols. Yeah. Exactly. Some families have yeah. yeah. protocols in terms of who delivers <coughs> what kind of messages mm, and all those. Yeah. So
0: so his anger is that the message was already delivered by someone else?
3: No, I, I think it's a No, that his father was okay. informed. Yes, and that I, he, I think that the, okay. that the, that the father yeah yes sorry, sorry, Phil
1: no I think it's because that they yeah. requested that the dad follow the custom and now they've put the father in an awkward situation ah, where okay. he can't refuse um for health reasons and it it' be looked down upon so so essentially they've put they've put him between a rock and a hard place because um now they've already requested um customarily he has to accept and also by doing so he's putting himself in danger because mm-hmm. he's going to the home. Um where someone already passed away from COVID. Okay.
2: Yeah. I think coming from experience where sometimes with my I struggle to convince my mom not to attend one or two things because she feels that it's not <laughs> culturally she's expected to, or or because of certain expectations from church and all. I think the best what we need to understand is COVID-19 is a very unique situation. And my response to this is it's 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 beyond. Some of the things are beyond him because these are some of the things that are really entrenched in our culture, in our belief system, in what we do, and that means one, the certain that means that we also need to have the conversations with our with our parents, with everyone else that this is a very unique time and this is a different time, and one of the things uh, that we really need to to. To to prioritize is 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 itself, so I think a good starting point for 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 him is to have a conversation with his father, uh, be honest and open about his frustrations and about his expectations, uh, but in a way that also allows like a more constructive dialogue, way. and and from then onwards he can then uh, suggest other ways. Because I think it's one thing to 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 be frustrated about something, but sometimes it's helpful to have alternative solutions. So one of the ways that he can do is he can find ways of of, of getting in touch with some of the relatives and and explain to him to them his concerns and why he really feels that uh, for particularly for this period it's best to use other methods like WhatsApp and all. And these conversations can be lengthy, and but they need to. But one thing that we have to appreciate is. How we do things, some um, they change with time. So this is a unique time and already it's going to shape a lot of things going onwards. So that means there's some things that in our culture that we, we used to uphold probably in the past, but they have big but with time we have let them go because they're no longer relevant to 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 where we are at right now. So culture, a lot of people view culture as something that's fixed and aesthetic, but it's actually it's dynamic. It changes with time, it's influenced by a lot of things. So, but again, the intergeneration the intergenerational differences they come into play. So I think the best thing would be to if you cannot approach it alone, you can see how best you can. Like sometimes you need an ally in the family, like someone who you think, "Okay, this one I can easily talk to this one, and this one can easily convince um convince other people, so it could be another aunt to a wild car or something then you you get to to get but I think what's important is for him not to uh, uh uh keep it in, but to have that conversation and also appreciate that uh the the family also has to go through a giving process. So it's about trying to create a space to go through the whole giving process in a unique uh situation where tempers are high, emotions are high, and everyone is is right on the edge. So it's it's a very it's a it's a very delicate situation, but the best way really is communication and honesty and transparency, I guess. I don't know what Dr. Ni thinks.
3: Mm. yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Tinashe. I also feel um I'm gonna go back to the word of compassion, right? So so I think it's cousins who weren't able to tell um their uncle themselves because of the gravity of the loss. Um, it, I, I would still check in with them. And maybe not your initial call to say that you're mad at them is to express your condolences and talk and and see maybe, you know, how best you can help from afar. Um and like you said, Sinasha, really talking with the dad about uh the importance of him not going can he um present via zoom or some other platform rather than traveling um but he will he has to unpack his own emotions and and and, and anger that's happened in here um with this situation um otherwise he's going to carry carry that forward and his relationship with his father and his cousins might be strained as a result And it's I can tell you it's really hard to to mourn and grieve from afar because our culture says or indicates that we all have to be close. So you have to find ways to do your own grieving. Do you light a candle? Do you, um, you know, listen to music or talk to other people who remember this person? Um, you know, or do you have a conference call with everyone and um, people share their, their memories, but we have to, like you're saying, Tinashe, we have to find new ways of mourning because um, many of us ca- can't travel, can't come back to, to, to bury our loved ones. Mm, mm,
1: mm. Oh, I, I think it's definitely uh, a heavy cross to bear, especially Socially people don't wanna abandon tradition. They don't wanna be seen as being the quote unquote difficult one or the um the negligent one or the cold one. Yeah but in situations like this it's, it's literally a matter of life and death. Like I, I would rather be alive and be the black sheep of the family WhatsApp group than be in the ICU and be like, Well you know, but he tried <laughs> So yeah um yeah i, I think that, that was very valuable uh very valuable input and hopefully john um has uh, has enough information to make an informed decision going forward vis-a-vis his family uh but yeah um i think this was this was a pretty good chat i don't know dan is there anything else you, you you'd love to to pick dr Tanash's brain with before we, we we let him go there's a massive stack of books behind him. i'm sure this is a man that reads. Diligently. <laughs>
0: well,
2: also my books. I wish I had read all of them, but yeah. Well, well,
0: the only book I read is Facebook. Um, the, I, I think honestly, um, we are going to have many conversations going forward about the diaspora. I think there's a lot of unique challenges that affect people who have had to move away from home or move away from family. Uh, you know, the, the, the way that many Zimbabweans do. So, um, but for now, I think that's a, uh, that was a good chat that we had. Thank you very much for coming and and uh, sitting in with us there, Dr. Tinasha. Thank you, Dr. Nyaraya, as always for your uh, sharp insights.
3: Thank you.
2: <laughs> and thank you for having me. Wow.
3: <laughs> yeah. Tinasha. I'm really happy you came. Really good. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, much appreciate it. I really enjoyed the conversation and yeah, this is an amazing space. Thank you. Thank you. oh. oh. <laughs>
3: Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll get you everywhere <laughs> just a reminder everyone if you would like to have your questions your worries your fears or anything that's on your mind addressed by a mental health professional all you got to do is go to com forward slash help and we will put it in front of the the ears of uh, dr nyarai and her friends and colleagues that she brings onto the show to address some of those questions so uh, yeah, just remember that, guys. Twobrooktrumbulls dot forward slash help. It will be anonymous, by the way.
1: Definitely, definitely. And Dr. Janashi, if uh, listeners would like to get in touch um, or see more of the work you are doing, what what is the best place for them to find you?
2: I think wired platforms are, are the best because that's where I, I I I get to contribute sometimes a lot. So the wired to thrive platforms are. Are, are, are the best spaces lovely? Lovely,
1: yeah. So, once again, thank you guys so much. Uh, we know you are very busy people and it's it's a very cold evening. Uh, you could be doing a lot more productive things, but you're here, you know, trying, trying to help people, you know, and, and we appreciate that. So, thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, I think that that that, that covers it. Uh, Dr. Nyari, once again, we, we can hit you up on the socials. Dr. Nyari has become very famous, She's she's, she's got a fan base all of her own.
3: I don't, you, you say. You you say that every week and it's not true. You are the famous <laughs> <biggest> people, man. <laughs> I I know you say that so that I come back next week, but you don't realize that I still come back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no gassing We're not we're not gassing you up, dog. These are the facts on the ground. the facts on the ground.
3: <laughs> so we had love wired to love and thrive are uh, yeah. Excited and continue to enjoy these um, in-depth and insightful discussions that we have. And we appreciate the the love and support we've gotten from your listeners. So look for us um, wired to number two, love and thrive on all social platforms. Lovely,
1: lovely, lovely. lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Um, so, yeah, please, once again, if you do have any questions, please do submit them at 2 com forward slash help. Um, we do have professionals on deck who are willing to give you well-informed answers. And, yeah, um, hopefully we can continue to do this and continue to grow our platform. So we'll catch you guys next week. Awesome.
3: Thank yeah. you, Thank you, so, you much. so much.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks.